Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Welcome, everyone. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. I'm Dory Zori from 88.9. And together we are Cinnabuds. And this week on Cinnabuds, we are talking about the new documentary, Love Lizzo. It took so much hard work to get to where I am today. But I found my voice. Now, when people see me on stage, they see themselves. We are talking about the new documentary, I Love Lizzo. It is about, as you might have guessed, Lizzo. (laughs) Oh, it goes through three years, basically. The last three years is where the main part of the documentary comes from. uh, Filmed throughout her Cause I Love You tour, which was probably like the biggest Lizzo was in her life. Gearing up for her first stadium show right before COVID. Shut everything down. Yeah. And then seeing how she deals with it, it immediately reminded me there was a Charlie XCX documentary that we had at the festival that was similar where she, it was, I believe, I didn't actually get to see it, but I believe it was her dealing with like what she did and she did have a lot of video diaries, you know, during COVID and how she dealt with it and people really loved it. And I know nothing about Charlie XCX, uh, but this is, this reminded me of this a little bit of that a little bit in concept. But I knew a little bit more about Lizzo going in. But then I learned a lot about Lizzo going out. Do you think you have to be a Lizzo fan to enjoy this documentary? I'm sure it helps, but I would say no. I mean, if you're not a Lizzo fan, how would you come to it? I'm trying to think about that. But one thing is, like, my partner's really into Lizzo. Mm -hmm. So she was excited when you recommended it. She was really excited. Oh yeah, we got to watch. I didn't know there was one. So she was really into it. So if you have somebody who's into it and they want to watch with you, definitely watch it because it's not just about, I mean, it's a lot about the music, but it's about just seeing somebody go through their journey and Mm be, be, become really powerful and be, you know, even even though you're powerful, you're still dealing with stuff like we all are in your head. Human story. Human story. Yeah. I did love, as a Lizzo fan, I did love all the old footage, pictures, videos of Lizzo as a kid. Um, I think that's always really special. Yeah. You know, when you grow up and there's a video camera in your house, so <laughs> yeah. you can see birthdays and just doing regular stuff. Right. It was pretty cool how she became a flute player, a flautist. Can I say that's my most interesting discovery of this? I knew she was a flute player, a flautist, yes, but... When you hear her, I've never heard her play flute, I guess. I've never seen her play the flute. Oh, yeah. And she's great. She is great. Like, it's not just like, oh, I can accompany this song with a little flute. Like, you are a impressive flautist. Yeah, it's not just a novelty. I mean, she really wanted to be, that's the direction she was going in when she was younger. She thought she would be a flautist in an orchestra, play some kind of classical music. But the way she was able to incorporate that in her hip hop and rap music, I thought was just really special. And now, like recently, she got to play a historic flute. Yeah. (laughs) uh, That was owned by I don't know, former president yeah. that also owned slaves. So <laughs> oh, no. that isn't, a, I know it caused a lot of controversy when yeah. she played this crystal flute and she twerked while she was doing it, <laughs> which right. I thought was yeah. dope. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we're getting, there, it's a, a little bit of that is in this documentary. No, it, it's impressive. And you leave this documentary realizing she's impressive. Mm-hmm. Like 
more than I already knew. I already really enjoyed her music, but I I feel like even more I just enjoyed her. Yeah. I really like her attitude. I like her personality so much. And then getting into the documentary, now I'm more fascinated by both, but her and her music. One of the coolest things about this documentary is when you saw Lizzo explaining how she discovered what her thing was going to be in the music world. Oh, yeah. And we can talk more about that in the podcast. That's right. So we're going to talk about that soon. So just stick around. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. All right, we are back talking about the new documentary, Love Lizzo, which is directed by Doug Prey, who I I just noticed has done a lot of art and music documentaries. He's really into subcultures. Yeah, yeah. So let's see, what are some of the ones that he's done that I've seen? He's done a documentary about turntablism and DJ culture in his first feature, Hype, from 1996. That's worth a watch. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did one uh, about the Seattle. Well, is that Seattle grunge scene? That's the Seattle grunge scene. That's that's your happy place yeah, in music. Yeah, absolutely. That's my torn off uh, flannel with the thermal shirt coming out. That's perfect. <laughs> he also did a film called Levitated Mass, which we had at the festival years ago, uh, which is a uh, this kind of ten million dollar twenty two city tour of this art piece. Just a giant rock that's <laughs> <laughs> that is held above you as you walk under it but that was fascinating but yeah so he's uh he's known for doing these kinds of digging in on a topic and this time it's lizzo mm, let's see one of my favorite things about this documentary which i give two thumbs up by the way yeah two full thumbs up two full thumbs up because you well, only have two thumbs no i yeah i do yeah yeah oh that's true i mean that's true so so take that with it you know you can compare it to how many thumbs you have that's true. My favorite part that I always knew about Lizzo because just being a fan, but when she was trying to figure out like what her niche was, kind of like where she fit in the hip hop world was when she talked about body positivity Yeah, and how she was just going to make songs that make people feel empowered. And it's actually not just about body. It's about sexuality. It's about your personality, about being in subcultures. Being at a Lizzo show is like feeling like you are accepted and you can just be who you are yeah. with no excuses. And I think that's something that's come across in her music for a really long time. And I think that's why so many people connect with Lizzo. Yeah, for sure. I mean, watching it, you see that theme very, very much throughout. It's about you were born in your skin. You be who you are. Uh, don't be apologetic about it be earnest, uh, which is really nice that she's like, I'm sticking with this because this is obvious to me mm-hmm. and I want it to be to everybody else. And you've been to a Lizzo show? I've been to several Lizzo oh, shows. Wow. In fact, 
might I just share, the first time I saw Lizzo was, I didn't even know I was seeing her. I was at the Mad Planet. Yeah. Oh, wow. Seeing a different concert, Harmar Superstar from oh, Minneapolis, yeah. uh, came to the Mad Planet. I was a big fan at the time, got there early for the opener because that's what you do. Yeah. And Lizzo came out. I had no idea who she was. She was there with her DJ, Sophia, who within this documentary, I yeah. think shows their beautiful friendship. That's true, yeah. Um, and Sophia put like a boombox down and a computer and they hit a couple buttons and put on a show that just blew me away at yeah. the Mad Planet. And there's maybe like 50 people there at that time. That's amazing. That's the first time. Yeah. That's very cool. And then I've seen her, you know, playing at Coachella in front of 75,000 people. Right. And then everything in between. We actually had her here for a Studio Milwaukee session right, right before she blew up with Cause I Love You. Yeah. And we've. That is one of my favorite moments, too, the fact that she played for, like, 50 of our members before she got super big. Anyway. What is the song? What What is her biggest hit? That, uh, I mean, Juice, but I think Truth Hurts. Truth Hurts is the one. I Min just took Minnesota, a DNA. Minnesota Viking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she talked about that. Yeah. The origins behind these songs. I mean, they're all very personal to yeah. her. That song is the song I have heard the most, not on the radio, Nicole sings it, I'd say twice a week. It just It's just <laughs> almost like a tick with her. Mm -hmm. She just starts saying it all the time. She also attributes the lyrics occasionally to our dog. Uh, you're 100% that pup, she says <laughs> nice. a lot. Yeah. So now I'm very familiar with that. And then I, I was watching it, I was like, oh yeah, that's her. Of course that's her. But I've, like I said, I was like, mildly disconnected the the songs from her when i've seen her in interviews or like clips and stuff but i'm i was like i'm in love with you for sure and i do know that i know and like your songs but i'm so now i'm glad that i've been able to put them together what was your biggest takeaway about lizzo as an artist or a human from this well i think as we talked about like i love how earnest she is just about her like this is who i am and this is who everyone should feel this way Two things. One, we've already talked about the flute again. Mm -hmm. Just there's a couple moments where she plays it and I'm like, oh, you are the real deal when it comes to this. With those nails that they yeah. made her for the Grammys. She had corkscrew nails and she's and the woman who designed the nails, she goes, Oh, you're playing the flute? Oops. I don't know if you can. And she and she's like, She did. But I loved there was a few scenes where she was talking to her support, like her dancers, her technicians, where she would talk to them. Or like something went wrong and she had to say something. Like she has such a nice way. One, loves everybody. She wants to like, well, let's all be family. And she's very inspirational. I mean, she was younger. She was like maybe in her, around 30 when she was doing this. And like, you understand how to talk to people now. I mean, that's great. Right. And then even when something went wrong, she was like, guys, don't break my heart. I mean, this has to be, I know we're all great. You're all doing a great job. We just have to make sure this is okay to do it now in rehearsal. When the show, we have to give it. It was just such a good way to like put your foot down, but also be respectful. That's the so kind just, of boss yeah. and leader we all aspire to be, <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I loved how she talked to people. I loved how she talked about herself, mm -hmm. and uh, really impressed with that flute. And if you're ever intrigued by who some of these people are, she's talking about that she's romantically involved in. You get to find out a little bit when <laughs> you watch true, this documentary. Yeah. So that was kind of a fun sneak peek because although she's very 
present on social media and she shares a lot of her life. These are really kind of intimate um, stories that you get to learn yeah. more about. So it's good for the casual Lizzo fan. And if you're a big Lizzo fan, you're still going to discover new things when you watch this. I also realized that I also loved how bookish she was as a kid. Like the fact that she was super into books and really smart. And then you see, you hear her talk about like music history and like, oh, you are in every way. Cause I can, when you first see her with all the flamboyant costumes and, and you know, people who don't, I mean, I'm just realizing how much I learned from this. People who don't <laughs> understand how twerking's not just like a funny kind of novelty. Mm-hmm. Like there's some real history behind that and how they talk about how when something goes mainstream, it, it becomes demi- not demystified, but like uh, something that belongs, yeah, something that becomes uh, that's part of black culture when it becomes mainstream, it's less associated with that history. With this, yeah. And I think that that is terrible. And yeah. I think it's really smart to know where the roots of things come from so you can respect it more. And I had no idea. It's like, oh, twerking. And the, the, the phrase twerking was is new, but the actual dance has such a history. So that. Plus, like learning that she was like really into books and she's talking about music history. It really shows you, 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 Lizzo is a complicated person. But even that big spectacle stuff, you're so good at the spectacle stuff. Your outfits, the people who you get on board to create this beautiful show. I mean, you can hear her like ideating on like, oh, this is what I want for this, this show. Here's what I'm thinking about this, this video. I was like, you are a well-rounded human being. You've got a lot going on. I know Lizzo is coming to the Pfizer Forum this May, and I look forward to seeing her new and improved and jazzed-up sets that she was alluding to in the documentary. Nicole asked me after we watched this, she says, would you go to a Lizzo concert with me? And I think she said it knowing that I just, I don't go to shows that much. Mm -hmm. And I go, yeah, absolutely. She goes, would you go to a Taylor Swift? I said, no, absolutely not. (laughs) I said, Lizzo's enough. (laughs) Don't push me too far. You're like, I'll go to one show of yours a year (laughs) and that's it. It's going to be Lizzo. You should have put that in your marriage vows. I know. I'll go to one a year and I need three choices and I get to pick one of them. (laughs) That seems fair. Yeah. Marriage is Full of compromises. <laughs> it sure is. So this is, I think we both highly recommend this particular documentary. Definitely. Uh, good for the whole family. Yeah, I absolutely. think if there's any young budding musicians in your life, it's cool yeah. um, to watch with, with the family. In fact, my my bestie Jen's taken her daughter to go see Lizzo, and I was really excited to oh, hear that's that. that's awesome. So. Yeah. That's really good. What else have we been watching? I know we've we've so much going on. I feel like because it's the end of the year, there's definitely a bunch of movies I need to visit that I haven't yet. But I haven't been super proactive about doing it because I also do this thing on Goodreads.com, which is essentially, if you don't know, it's like a letterbox but for books. You just list all your books. You can recommend books, and you can set a goal for yourself every year. And I have a very lofty, for me, a lofty goal because mm-hmm. I don't read super fast and I'm going to hit it like I'm so close. Ooh. So all what, I'm wait, doing, what's your goal? My goal is 32 books. Whoa. And that that's the most books I've ever read in a year. So, I mean, I see people on there who read like 75 books and I'm like, I don't, I immediately don't like them. I'm mad at them. I don't understand. <laughs> what are you reading? And immediately, and I'm not even joking. I'm like, yeah, but what are you reading? Is it substantial? <laughs> are they like, Three pages? What's going on? But yeah, I'm about to hit it, so I've been focusing on reading a lot. Uh, one book that I read that I recently uh, recently read that I loved is called Lincoln and the Bardo. 
which is by George Saunders, who's he does a lot of essays and uh, he's often writes a lot of humor uh, in essays. For this one, does have a lot of humor in it, but it's a serious book. But it's fascinating, like the way they set it up. It's about Lincoln, whose son died when he was ten. One of his sons died when he was ten years old, and so in the book, it's about Lincoln's son as a ghost in this sort of realm where you have these characters who are in between worlds and they see that this boy comes and Lincoln apparently was reported to have visited the crypt. He was in the crypt before he got buried for a while. Mm. Lincoln would visit his son and hold his son. He was so racked with grief that he want, just kept wanting to hold him. So he kept going and visiting. Yeah, it's very heartbreaking. Whoa. So he goes and visit him and there's some connection that's rare in this world of the in-between. So you, it's almost written like a play. Like there's a section of dialogue and then it says who said it underneath. And once you can get used to that kind of format, mm-hmm. it's fascinating because there's just all these characters that are in the in-between area. I'm just calling it that. Observing this young boy and his father who they don't realize is the president. And then you also have a few chapters that are actual excerpts from books about Lincoln at the time. And some of them are very, uh, really varied, which is fascinating. Like, oh, they had different opinions about this. Um, So he kind of weaves them all together. It's a fascinating format. But despite that, you get really invested in not only in the emotional story, but then there's a fantastical story that's happening. Some of those characters are kind of funny, but often it's just heartbreaking and a little scary. Like there's genuine so many different things in this book. It's one of the most intelligent and also emotional books I've read in a long time. So. Lincoln in the Bardo, highly recommend this one. All right. I'm going to put that on my list again. Like I said, you're inspiring me to read more. Um, I've been watching something that really, like, it's so crazy because as you were describing that book, it kind of coincides oh. with the show that I've been watching. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Lego Masters. No. <laughs> it's a reality TV show <laughs> about a Lego building competition. <laughs> Uh, oh, I can see. Will, I can Ar- see the will Arnett is the host. And honestly, you know, these are very busy days and it's nice to come home and watch something oh, that's yeah. just pure entertainment. Uh, Lego Masters. It's when you were saying that when you said Lego Masters <laughs> with that preamble, I was like, maybe I didn't know what Lego Masters was. <laughs> There's a lot more to Lego Masters than I assumed. I kid. You know, yeah. everyone, the secret's out. I like watching um, TV that's just pure entertainment sometimes. Hey, there's nothing wrong with it. There's a lot. This is what I love. There, and I say this all the time, there is so much stuff out there for us to enjoy mm-hmm. that I feel like if we just do one thing over and over, we are not doing right by ourselves. So you have to enjoy the highbrow art. You have to go find something stupid and you have to do all all the stuff in between to to really understand. Like you're going to find stuff that you didn't know you liked. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I watch MacGruber once every <laughs> two months, I'd say. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so stupid. I genuinely think it's one of the smartest stupid movies I've ever seen. Yes, I love it. Well, we are we are complimentary to each other yes, then. No you, shame. One day I'm going to talk about something super smart and intelligent. And then, every day you do. You're right. Just not during this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you know what? If Lizzo has taught us nothing... It is that it's at least that you are you and whatever you like is great. You go Lizzo. That's right. right. Unless you're a murderer, then what you like is not great. Then, yeah. It's one of the few exceptions to that rule. (laughs) 
There's always exceptions. It's a key. To, it's smart to know. Oh, uh, Lizza would find something good in that <laughs> yeah, anyway, because that's, right. that's just who she you is. Are industrious. All right. So, what is our question for the listeners if they made it this far? What, oh, that's a good question. What is it about Lizzo? Is it about music? Is it, it about? Um, I know what musician would you most like to see an in-depth documentary about who would you like to learn a lot about in a really great documentary i love that because there are so many out there yeah let's hear from you you can leave a message on our instagram that's right is at cinebuds podcast on instagram all right christopher pollard i'm gonna have to think about that one because i feel very lucky that i've seen a lot of really cool documentaries about musicians. yeah that's I love. true that'll be harder for you to find because i mean that there are you know musicians out there that no one's bothered to kind of uh document so mm. I'm, I'm sure you'll have a a list at some point. Now I'm just thinking about it, which means there's no talking coming out of my mouth, which means this podcast should probably this wrap up. This is over. Did you know that Cinebuds is produced by Nate Imig? Thanks to our super awesome Cinebuds theme song writer, Brett Newski. Absolutely. And we could not do this without the support of our wonderful members, both from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and from Milwaukee Film. I just took a DNA test. Turns out <laughs> this podcast is 100% over. Over. Bye, everybody. Bye.